Hello everyone and welcome to Warmest Regards episode 6. Episode 6. We're here baby. Merry fucking Christmas. Oh god. Guys, trigger warning. (laughs) Louise is in a bad mood. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really struggling today to be fair. Just so you all know, you've come to Emma's podcast today. I'm going to try my absolute best to give you 60% of myself today. That's a push I can say as her friend who stayed overnight. It's a push at 60%. I've received 38. No, Emma, I made you a cup of tea this morning. I I sat in bed and I stroked your head. Yeah, and and we snuggled as well, which was nice. And I don't like human contact a lot of the time and and I really enjoyed it. it. Um, I've just had a really nice toasty. Did you make it? I did. Okay, let's talk you through it quickly. It is granary bread, hummus avocado olive oil and salt i have it with tofu and cheddar cheese and then i put it in george george foreman mm-hmm. but the key is you butter each side of the bread on the outside oh that, that is nice. what makes it crunchy it was really really good i, I actually love coming here for food because it's either wagamama's or toasties side of sriracha mayo mm, yeah that gave me the kick i needed i'm gonna say a word emma and you're going to tell me three things that come to your okay, mind the minute I say them. Christmas. Joy, elves, gifts. Wow, they really the first things that come to your mind. Why, what are yours? Tired, sad, bright. Everything's so bright. <laughs> and that sums up Louise's mood today. She's in a shocking mood. Yeah. Yeah, shocking mood. I mean, I, I'm in a very good mood following... Well, two episodes ago, death is just around the corner. Thank you so much for all listening. I can now confirm as well that um, our all-time listener count, so we've released four episodes so Mm -hmm. far, um, this will be our sixth. Mm -hmm. But um, our all-time listener count is like 148 listeners yeah and we love you all we're very grateful we're very grateful I mean we're we're enhancing your life but yeah we are we're grateful that you're listening and yeah we've we've even got mic stands this week haven't we Pete invested in us he has treated us to some mic stands he's so lovely he's so lovely now guys we actually have loads to talk about today but mainly can you believe it a lot to talk about in single diaries now do we do it at the start or do we wait until the end let's just no let's just start with single diaries shall we we're going to start with single diaries so a lot has been going on for Emma in single diaries this week and yes I'm talking about myself in the third person because that's how important I think I am So, single diaries. I went on a date on Sunday night. Who goes on a date on a Sunday? A desperate, desperate woman. With nothing better to do. I resent that. The football was on. (laughs) Um, So, let's call him Greg. So, I went on a date with a bloke called Greg. Mm. And this guy lives near my parents. It was fine. You know, it was a really pleasant evening. But turns out that Greg went to the same school as I did. We were in very different year groups um, because there's a slight age gap. But we went to the same school. And I don't talk about my uh, lack thereof education. And I don't talk about my schooling because I was a a past life, past person. Not the same person as I am when I was in school. It was just a very, very difficult time for me in my life. So talking about it, I found very difficult and very uncomfortable on a date. But yeah, he, he was a nice guy. But do you know what, guys? Like... I think he would probably absolutely agree with this, that there was not really a spark. Like, I just felt like I was talking to a friend. I didn't really feel like there was a 
like, I want to rip your clothes off. It was more of a like, no, take care. Okay, have a Horlicks and pat on the head sort of thing. Yeah, like even when we hugged goodbye, it was like I was hugging my brother. It was, it was just a bit, yeah. And actually on reflection, I, yeah. It, That's it, what you get for having a date in all bar one. Don't tell them where I had the bloody date. <laughs> now everyone will know who it's him. Now he'll really know it's him and now I feel bad. No, I mean, to be fair, I've gone on three dates at that all bar one and they've all been pretty disastrous. One was a double date with my other two friends and it just was not the vibe. And the other one was the worst date I've ever had. And he followed me home in his car. And it was really scary, what? actually. It put me off dating for a really... I didn't date for a really long time after that. Did I not tell you about that? No. Yeah, it was really horrible, guys. I, I turned up and I talked to him for a really long time. And I turned up and he wasn't what I expected. He didn't look how I expected. He didn't behave how I expected. And he, I, he said, what do you want to drink? And I said, oh, I'll have a Prosecco. And he got me a red wine. Okay. And I said, oh, sorry, I asked for a Prosecco. And he said, oh, I like my women to drink wine. You should have just, le- did you, were you younger? Uh, yeah, this was a good couple of years ago. I think if that happens to anyone, get, get up out, and leave. Get out and leave. I don't know why. It was a very- You don't have to be polite. You no, owe him nothing. I think it was a Saturday night. It was really busy. And I just, I don't know what happened, but I was just like, this is really strange. And at first I was like, is this like some kind of weird sense of humor that I'm, not on board with and and then he started talking about how he wanted a housewife basically and, and he wanted to live like the 50s and he thinks women should be seen and not heard or like uh, yeah it was all a bit weird it was really really weird anyway about I think it was about 16 minutes I lasted maybe 16 18 minutes because I remember sending a text to my friend saying I'm here here's my location because by the way girls you should all be doing that Whenever I go on a date with anyone, it doesn't even matter if I know them, I send my location, my live location on WhatsApp to at least three people so that they know where I am and, and they can see it. And I, I put it on for like eight hours. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I, I went to the toilets and there was a group of girls there and I phoned my best friend and I said, I need your help. Like I'm actually, this, is, and it's the only time I've ever had to do it. And I was like, I really need to get out of this situation. I really don't like this guy. And I think he's he's actually a bit, uh, he's worrying me, you know. Anyway, she was like, that's fine. I'll call you in five minutes and use an excuse and then you can leave. I was like, yeah, great. So anyway, when I was in the toilets, these girls overheard me and they were so lovely. And they Aww. came up to me and they were like, do you need help? And I said, I just want to get out of this day. I'm really not not happy. He's not what I thought. Um, he's being quite rude. And I'm also not drinking red bloody wine. Like, It's just not happening. Yeah, so these girls were so, so lovely to me. And they said, look, if anything goes wrong, just come and find us and we'll pretend that we know you and you can just come and join us. We're downstairs. So I thought that was really, really lovely, actually, because you've, really nice. you've got to look out for other girls. Like, you really do. Um, anyway, so my friend phoned about, yeah, five minutes later and she was like, hi, my mum's had an accident. you got to come help. <laughs> so funny. Um, and I said, oh, no, I'll be there soon. He definitely knew what was happening, probably because ha- people have done it to him before. Yeah. Um, and so I said, oh, I'm really sorry, I've got to go. And he said, that's fine, I'll walk you to your car. And he said it in front of the bouncer. And the bouncer looked at me and I said, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm, I'm parked over there. And he said, I'll walk you to your car. And I remember the bouncer looking at me as if to be like, are you okay? And I looked at him as if to say, no, I'm not. But he didn't follow me. Like the bouncer didn't help. It was all a bit weird. And yeah, he, he followed me to my car and leaned in for a kiss and I was like oh no and I said well thanks for a lovely evening but I said I'm just not in the right headspace because I've got to get to my friend and he was like right okay and looked quite annoyed and and went off um yeah and then I said to my friend where are you she was at the pub 
So I drove to the pub and he followed me the entire way really aggressively behind my car. And she said, well, as soon as you get to the pub, actually, no, he stopped. He, I think I pulled into a lay-by and I called her and he went past. And I, I, it was a bit like Top Gear. I lost <laughs> track of him. It was a bit weird. But yeah, my friend said, if you get to the pub and he's still here, we'll wait for you in the car park. Yeah. And we'll make sure, like, don't worry. She was with some other friends as well. But it really, really Did you meet him me. on a dating app? Yeah, I did. I can't remember which one. It was it was a good cup. It was when I first started using dating apps. I don't know if you can, but can you like report someone after you go on a date with them if you think that they're suspicious or a danger? So immediately after when I got to the pub, I went to do that and he'd blocked me and unmatched me on everything. So oh, he'd unmatched me and he'd really blocked me on dangerous. WhatsApp. Yeah. And it, it just it really bothered me. And actually, it, like I said, it put me off. I think I deleted all of my apps after that. And I, yeah. I just really wasn't interested because I, I've been really lucky. I've gone on lots and lots of dates. And I've never had a really awful experience. But I think that probably comes quite close. Um, I just didn't feel safe. I really, really didn't feel safe. And do you know what? I know it shouldn't matter. But the way that he looked you this sounds awful but like he wasn't particularly a very big man he was quite small um he didn't look like somebody that was going to harm me but I know that that's totally irrelevant because if somebody's going to harm you they're going to harm you Mm. um but yeah it it definitely yeah it definitely put me off how long do you have to be in a person's company on a date to know this isn't right one to two minutes yeah if I'm honest like Sunday first couple minutes I thought god he's really good looking like he speaks well he he seems really he's got very kind eyes um so you felt safe I, I I yeah what I can say is I absolutely felt safe with him and I didn't think he was going to cause me any harm but at the same time I didn't think it was going to be the best day of my life and I yeah. didn't I didn't instantly think god I'm really attracted to you and I really think this is going to be wonderful um but it got me back on the dating scene a little bit and and yeah I, I mean the most hilarious part of Sunday was <laughs> That I ended up selling dating to him. Not dating me, dating other girls to him. <laughs> and I didn't realise what I'd done until it was too late. Didn't you sell him Thursday dating? Yeah, I did. I did. So I was like, there's this amazing app, Thursday. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, oh my God. I was like, you're going to have so much fun. Like, go on Thursday. There's loads of different people and you can meet that night. And he was like, oh, it sounds great. I can't wait to try it. And I, I'm sat on a date with the guy and I'm recommending a dating app. I think you, in all honesty, you need to... Um be friends with someone first and then for that to like build like absolutely rather than just like meeting someone I've only cold I've only ever really had good I wouldn't call them good relationships with people that started off as friends yeah um the last guy I dated it was just we dated we dated um but yeah I, but the problem is like you don't you know my work is so you know I, I work with women and children <laughs> Mm. I don't work with men and if I do work with men they're musicians and no offense to Pete but <laughs> absolutely not like hideous I'll never get a mortgage <laughs> never plus they probably play in 4-4 every Saturday Pete's night Pete's not doing too bad you know Pete's doing Pete is a rarity he's an absolute rarity and if I could find a Pete who probably plays drums because that's my type yeah <laughs> um then I would but um yeah it's just not out there um so for now I'm I'm into estate agents at the moment again Ugh. I love a blue shirt a bit of charisma mm, I love a blue shirt um but just before we wrap up single diaries can we talk about Thursday again yes we can we 
well, I love Thursday, but Louise is very sad, aren't you, Louise? I'm so gutted because um, Thursday have reached out to us and offered us free tickets to go to Thursday Dating on for their Christmas special, isn't it, essentially? <laughs> it's Hollisley. 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 And um, Emma says I'm not invited. Because she's married. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not that you're not invited you're not eligible like that's like saying it's over 65s only and you saying but I want to go you're literally married you've got it you hit the jackpot we're all still desperately searching <laughs> I know but I want to make use of this um you know little freebie I want to but then to be fair what time does it start oh I don't know actually because I will... if it's anything later than 8 p.m I'm you you wouldn't last you wouldn't last but what I do want to say is that we yeah Thursday have reached out they've been amazing and they have office offered us tickets so I'm just going to give a bit of information because I'm going to be there with my girls so we are going to the Christmas headliner Hollis Lay and it's at Bar Elba Waterloo and I think it's on the 22nd yeah it's a it's the Thursday before Christmas so the 22nd of December so I'm gonna go with three of my girlfriends how cool would it be if you met someone there and then you spent Christmas together whoa, whoa I mean that'd whoa, whoa, be whoa. so cool just I, to be really bold and be like shall we spend Christmas together <laughs> no okay I would that's way too soon People are really territorial over their Christmases, aren't they? I mean... Like, they, they're just, like, they're so unwilling um, to change their traditions for anyone else. I'm you notice willing. that when you start in a relationship, I cannot wait until you have to navigate this. But <laughs> until you have to make decisions over where you're going to be on Christmas Day... I think I'm going to find it difficult because family is really important to me and I've only got a small family. But actually, Christmas has really lost the appeal for me. Like, I'm so... Yeah, I don't know. Like, this year, I'm not particularly looking forward to it. Like, I don't really have a... There's literally going to be four of us, five of us at at Christmas this year. I think it will come to the point where my parents will actually go away for Christmas. They'll go on holiday. Oh, nice. And then I'll just be a surrogate for different families. I think that's what I would really like to do. One year away, yeah. me and my family. My family is just me and Pete currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one year back with with our family. And I would love to do a friend's Christmas one year. So how has married life been? I have been in a foul mood for about a week now. I can absolutely <laughs> confirm that. I'm just really tired and really burnt out. Um, I, oh, don't worry, I know I have a lovely life. Um, <laughs> don't I've, edit that out. <laughs> People need to see the real Louise. I guess he's just been steering the ship this week. I've, I've been out working. He's been home. Um, and I think the slogan for this week is, um, it's the thought that counts. <laughs> so like, I hate, I know it sounds awful, but it's just, I need to be grateful for what he does because he's done it rather than because it's not done to a standard or the way that I would do it. Um, I just need to, you know, find that um, gratitude and patience Mm -hmm. and just be grateful that he's actually done something. Absolutely. I mean, these two sat on the sofa last night. There was a lot of passive aggressiveness. It, it was a lot. 
it it was a lot, wasn't it? Yeah, I bought him cake this morning to to say sorry. To say sorry. Yeah, no, it was, and he he's just so wonderful, Pete, because he set up all Isn't of our podcast great? stuff today whilst we've been in town. Um, yeah, no, he he's wonderful. You're pretty you're pretty lucky, hun. I am so lucky. He's also lucky, but yeah, he is yeah. lucky. Um, no, I am so so lucky. I just I'm very grateful for him, especially in in at times. Um, I just don't feel like myself at the moment and I feel a bit, um, yeah, I feel drained. I feel like I've got nothing left really to give. <laughs> I need like a couple of days just like in a duvet or like mm. going on nice long walks, a bit of self-care. But he is so amazing at um, reading that that's what I'm feeling and then doing like small little gestures that make my life a little bit easier. Yeah. You've got a good and uh, you got. How a really do you look after yourself when you're feeling crap? Um, I've got it down to a tea now: bath with magnesium salts and molten brown soap, um, a foot mask. I don't know why, but my life's always better if I have smooth feet. I don't know why. I watch something really like warming, like so. I'll watch, I don't know, like Selling Sunset or like something with a bitch of. Bit, a bit of bitchiness, <laughs> a bit of bitchiness in, because um, I need it to to fuel my soul. But um, yeah, or if I'm really, really struggling, that's when the vinyl comes out and Tony Bennett goes on. You have a vinyl player. I have a vinyl player, and I've got Tony Bennett's Cheek to Cheek album with Lady Gaga. I've got Robbie Williams' Swing When You're Winning. I hate Robbie Williams. Sorry, Robbie Williams. I hate you. Um, <laughs> But your Royal Albert Hall performance was one of the most <laughs> sensational things I've ever seen. I think it was 2007. Um, might have been earlier, actually, but it, it was sensational. And the Swing When You're Winning album is what you should have done and stuck with. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I do. Would you cancel work? Oh. At what? I, okay, so he, here's my dilemma. I feel like crap. I feel like utter crap. I've got mm. no energy left. My, I'm not being very nice to the people I love. I can also confirm that. <laughs> and I don't want to, I don't want to work. I don't want to work. Emma, I don't want to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just want a day off. It, December's always like this for me. Um, and January is just dry. Um, what do you, what would you do? I think. Do you push through and break yourself or do you cancel work and maybe lose a bit of money? Yeah. So this is the problem with self-employment. Um, I have always forever struggled with this. I still struggle with this. I will push myself to my absolute limit, especially around Christmas. And I will work myself into the ground and never let them down. Never. Because to me, it's like, you can't afford it. You can't afford it. Um, but that only results in your Christmas being ruined in my experience. So this year I'm changing it and I've already cancelled a couple of bits of work because I mentally cannot cope with it. I also think it depends what kind of work you do and without going into too much detail, the kind of work that you do and I do in one of my jobs is very um, people focused and quite emotionally challenging and draining. And I think how can you give yourself to those people and help them with their emotions when you're at breaking point? I I just don't think it's helpful to anyone. I think if you know what you need and that's taking a few days off, then do. It's it's your mental health. It's just as important as your physical. I mean, obviously you can't call in every day and go, oh, my mental health's bad today. And maybe with the type of work you've got, you might have to say, I'm not well and not specify what it is. And I know with my staff... 
I would much rather them call me, and I've always said this to them, I would much rather them call me and say, I am really struggling today, and I'm really teary, and I'm really down, and I don't think I can work with kids right now, than come in and push themselves just for the money. Yeah, yeah. I know you're right. I think it's like, I just feel like, I feel weak sometimes doing it. So I'm like, oh, everyone else works. Some people work harder than, a lot of people work harder than me, and they're doing it. Like, why am I so weak? That's what the my like internal voice says around that sort of stuff. Like, makes me feel even shitter than I already feel. I think it's funny, isn't it? Because a lot of people that aren't self-employed, um, some of them feel really guilty about using their sick days. I know a couple of my friends do. Do you only get a certain amount of sick days? Yeah, I think you get something like 20, is it 20 sick days. I think it changes with like the amount of times you've worked there which doesn't make sense to me because how would you be more sick the longer you work there but um yeah a lot of people don't don't want to take them and then I know some people that make sure they schedule them in mm. and they use every single one of them so I think it really depends on your financial situation I think f- for us we although we're self-employed and we rely on that money both of us would always put our health first mental and physical yeah. I think now we're just at that age and stage where we're like nah it's not worth it. No amount of money is worth it. And I can say that I've been at the other end of it where I've been so sick I can't work and I've got no money. Um, and I've also been at the other end of it where I've worked so, so, so hard into the ground, had loads of money, but haven't had any time to enjoy it or spend it and burnt myself out. So yeah, I've been depressed. Yeah. So I think it's about finding a happy medium. It is. It's every year is a, a learning experience for me around December. I'm, I am. I am yet to get December right. Maybe next year. Now's the time where we do correspondence from our absolutely incredible listeners who have sent in some corkers. Where's this one from today, Em? This one is from Fran in Andover. Andover. Would you rather? have sex every single day of your life or never have sex again oh well that's easy for me i think it's easy for you as well is that not easy for everyone more or less like 98 percent of the population should we say it in three two one one, never again (laughs) oh it doesn't have to be like all bells and whistles does it I'm all or nothing. <laughs> I've seen your your closet. Oh, the whips, the chains, the clumps. Mum, dad, she's lying. She's absolutely... I'm the most boring person in the world. Jesus. Um, no, uh, abs- no. I Never. If Never it, again. Compared to every day, I don't have time. Every- I, don't, I don't have time, nor do I have the capacity to be really, like, energetic. <laughs> You don't have to be energetic. You can take it in turns to like... No, because I like to excel at things and I like to be good at you things. You give your all. I give my all and I can't do that every day. I do it once every eight years. God, I definitely don't give my all. I <laughs> know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, there, there's our answer. So we do have another one. What is your opinion on threesomes? If your partner was to ever bring up the subject and they were open to doing it... Would you ever consider having a threesome? Well, it's, it, uh, luckily I get out of this one. 
because I don't have a partner. The only okay, thing well, w- you can say whether you'd ever have a threesome. The only thing I would say is on the night before Louise's marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was awful. <laughs> night, so obviously, I our wedding wasn't very traditional at all. But one thing that I thought would be really nice to do was. Um, us not to sleep in the same bed and to see each other the next day just to create that you know that bit of like anticipation excitement for when we see each other at the end of the aisle and um, I was really looking forward to that and Emma was going to share my bed with me and Pete was going to go elsewhere I was so anxious and just in need of like a cuddle and just some reassurance and love um um Sorry, because Emma can't provide me this. You know, I, no, I can't. No, I, I'm not. I know. A it's it's just I, I wanted Pete, so Pete said, "Okay, I will." Emma was to the left of me. I was in the middle. Pete was to the right of the bed, and Pete said, "I'll stay with you till you fall asleep, and then I'll go." No, sorry, we've missed a massive part of this out. He was drinking, and you'd actually fallen asleep without Pete, with just me there. <laughs> And I text Pete and said, because I knew he was going to come in and give you a kiss goodnight. Problem is, Louise and I both have the same hair colour and we both sleep very similarly, don't we? We, yeah. we both like sleep on our sides with our hair up as you well. You can barely see the face. You can barely see it. We always cover our faces. So I was like, I we had the, We had eye masks on as well, didn't we? Yeah, I think yeah. We, we literally looked the same. I mean, you know, minus the size difference. Um, so anyway, I text Pete saying just to let you know I'm the one on the left facing the window um and then I fell asleep anyway I wake up at like two in the morning Pete's in the bloody bed with us (laughs) Pete's fast asleep got Lou in his arms Lou's holding my hand (laughs) so we literally were connected the three of us the night before their wedding and I thought do I leave do I go back to my room which is the other side of the house this massive house I thought I'm going to trip up in the middle of the night and I thought, well, no, I'm too tired now. And Lou was grabbing hold of my I hand. I was so anxious. I needed my best friend to the left and the love of my life to the right. It was a great night for you. <laughs> I didn't sleep well at all. Do you remember we woke up in the morning and Pete went, well, there goes tradition. <laughs> what did he say? He said something like, oh, I didn't think the night before my wedding was going to be the night I spent in bed with another woman. <laughs> So I guess that's probably about as close as either of us will come to, to answer, a threesome. To answer, to answer Francesca's question, no, is the short answer. A lot to elaborate a bit, I would get way too jealous. Uh, don't feel like it's needed. I can see why some couples would want to to do that, spice things up a bit. I can see why that is of interest to others, but I cannot imagine anything worse than seeing my husband with another man or woman oh my god I never even considered it being a man yeah yeah it's gotta be yeah yeah gotta be something isn't it my only words for this is no I don't share you don't share no there you go that's all I'll say I guess quite naively tend to think that threesomes are for single people oh cheers put me in that category no thanks but I understand that's really close-minded and not very Mrs. Worldwide but each their own just be safe be well yeah they'll will be safe no, i'm just i'm just saying you know a couple of weeks ago i said get life insurance and now i'm saying use a condom we're also way way too early on in our marriage to be thinking about threesomes i feel like that comes down the line in about 20 years does it yeah it's like swingers parties oh and stop stuff where they all put their keys in a box oh stop is that what they do 
I don't know. My in-laws got invited to a swingers party no. and they didn't know it was a swingers party. And then they all, it all got really strange after dinner. And they knew these people really well. They were friends, just like uh, our couple friends inviting us I'm over for dinner. I'm so shocked. And they, they just left and never spoke to them again. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's Surrey for you. Surrey's full of it. Yeah. It is, it's absolutely full of them. Okay, we've had an absolute shocker. It is Louise from the future and we did not record an outro. Well, we did record an outro, we just didn't press record for the outro. So instead I'm going to leave you with a nice snippet of us reflecting on the podcast and talking about what we should say in the outro. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week. Warmest regards. What do I want to talk about next? Oh, we should probably start wrapping it what, up. How long are we on on there? 40 minutes. Yeah, that's pretty decent. I think so. Is there anything current we can talk about quickly to finish? Harry and Meghan. Christmas. I've mentioned Thursday because yeah. it will be in time for Thursday. Yeah. What's I said about? Um, yeah, I think we're just a bit dry, aren't we, at the moment? Yeah.